This episode of the YN Crew Podcast is brought to you by Times Cineplex. Yo, welcome back everyone to yet another episode of the Wine Crew Podcast. It's me, Kev, as usual, speaking to you about all things movies, especially movies that are playing here in Brunei, Darussalam. This week, it's a big week. We're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. It has been sweeping the nation since Wednesday, and we're going to give you our thoughts. But first, it's my co-host, it's Del. Hello. What is up, dude? I asked first. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) There's uh, something going on this weekend. Mm, it's so, called then, um, um, what's it called? Um, infinity it's, it's like a finishing line, finishing line, uh, fishing line, f- fishing hook. What? No, something, uh, something line. Something I'll let the person finish. in charge talk about it later, <laughs> later on. All right. So you've been busy with that. I've been kind of busy with that as well. I'm kind of involved. Uh, I have some of my stuff there. Up next is that a co-host? She's back. It's Nikkei. Hello. What's up? Something's up on the weekend. <laughs> Everyone is like so secretive this week. I wonder why. We'll just wait for the right person to give the information. <laughs> sure. All right. Up next, it's Timmy. Hey. Yo. Yes. So how many times did you watch Avengers this week? Twice. All right. Avengers finishing line. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I announced it. Yes, we were talking about Avengers Endgame. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll be the title no. of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up next, uh, she's back as well this week because it is the biggest movie of this year. It's Nazu. What's up? Hey, what's up? I'm all right. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you watched Avengers I, Endgame? I've only watched it twice. Okay. I'm planning to watch it again. But this, like this, weekend, this yeah. time, not this weekend, maybe in like two weeks mm. after I watch all the other movies again. All the other 22 so, movies. Yeah. So you've watched it twice, you're going to go back to watch the other... The, yeah, the, from Iron Man. Actually, then, no, I might, might watch it from Captain Marvel to... What do you call it? Line. Chronological Timeline. order. Yeah. Okay. You've brought our future co-host... Uh, well, yeah. no, not future because he's now a regular... And our future host of the Bruja wow. show. What? <laughs> it's Afif. Welcome back. Oh, hey. Uh, hi. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at him fainting. He's like, like starstruck. Like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I am. Oh, like, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Okay. Never mind moving on. We have a big panel this week. And finally, it's Kai. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up? <laughs> Something big is happening this weekend. I'm, I'm super happy to announce that I'm the best man at my friend Damien's wedding. So nice. I'm super excited for that. <laughs> is that real? Yeah, no, I, I, he just told me today, so I'm, I'm stoked. He and I had a very interesting friendship. We, we didn't talk to each other for a couple of years, so I'm glad he asked. Kind of like Cap and Iron Man. Why are you going to make me sad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there is something else that's going on this weekend. Just tell us a little bit more about that. I don't, I don't want to overshoot myself. What are we talking about? <laughs> Infinity oh Con. Okay, Con. yeah, because I was like... What if something else is happening? There's also a J-boxing, if anybody cares. But I, I went there. She, she cared. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so there's Infinity Con. It is, uh, it is the second Infinity Con. It's called Infinity Con Strikes Back. By the time this podcast recording would be out, the event would be over. But as of last count, just now, over the last two days, we've had 984 people come Are in. Are you serious? Nice. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty good. All right. As I mentioned up top, this week we will be talking about Avengers Endgame, which is the biggest movie in the world right now. But first, let's get to the news as usual. First up, let's go through some trailers that dropped this week. We got a trailer for Will Smith and his new movie called Gemini Man. Did you guys check this out? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's about Will Smith being hunted it's by so his younger self. Okay, so am I the only one who got like super crazy... <laughs> iRobot slash bad boy slash Aladdin vibes from this trailer. No. You you got it. No. You, yeah, you actually got it. 
Yeah, it's 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 so crazy to Will, see Will young Smith. Will Smith chase old Will Smith yeah. and Ang Lee, whose Life of Pi was so beautiful. It remi- mind it's, blown. It, <laughs> it reminded me of enemy enemy of the states. Yeah, it's so good. I, I know, right? There's I, a lot of running. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, running yeah, and yeah, shooting it's, and it's crazy. This movie's coming out in October, and yeah. as you guys already mentioned, yeah. I mean, so beautifully. Jaden. It's, it's Will Smith Willow. and he's uh, it, there's no real exposition in the trailer he's being hunted by a younger self like you know I, I guess it's yeah. a clone uh, but we'll just have to wait and see they use the same technology the aging technology of um, Marvel I, no, actually I think it's the up aging technology because I think the old Will Smith's the CGI oh <laughs> I've never I couldn't even tell no no uh, technology is crazy I'm not even here right now it's green screen <laughs> It reminds me of the movie Looper. Yes, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Which was directed by Ryan Johnson, who ruined Star Wars. <laughs> no, he did not. Kai is all over the place on this one. Yeah. Looper wasn't great either, so... <laughs> I'm really tired. Take that back. Looper, Looper was, was amazing. Looper was not bad. It all right. was really good. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> so we talk, about Will, we talk about Will Smith, and here's a franchise that he was involved in. And it's getting sort of like a new Breath of Life. It's Men in Black International. We yeah. got another trailer this week. It's uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, who mm. are uh, the new agents uh, in this Men in Black universe. We yeah. saw Emma oh, Thompson. From Asgard, yeah. Liam Neeson. M, yeah, we saw- M and H. H. H, yeah. yeah. M and H. What did you guys think H&M. about this? H&M. I'm glad Chris Hemsworth lost all that weight. <laughs> uh, please elaborate you mean from Endgame wait wait hey hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he buffed up for the role you know for yeah, the yeah, role. yeah 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 <laughs> that's right. he lost uh, yeah no I, uh, I really enjoyed the trailer it looks like it's gonna be a great summer blockbuster and dynamic between him and Tessa Thompson just looks really so good. good yeah I mean it's, it's carried over from Ragnarok yeah we see a little and bit of it in, uh, in Endgame yeah. they, 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 they've, they've worked together quite a number of times and I love this new direction that they're taking uh, the, the the franchise it's yeah. okay it, it looks wacky maybe yeah. not Barry Sonnenfeld wacky but wacky enough I guess yeah. and yeah. there was like a was that was that supposed to be Agent K and yeah so there, there was G and K yeah there was like a reference to them reference to them yeah. they're not in the movie but they but are like, I, I, I hope Taika Waititi is an alien in this hmm. <laughs> I hope so too <laughs> Hey. I wouldn't be surprised. Another one. <laughs> it's Cook. Okay. Cook, yeah. Hey. He's calling me a noob again. <laughs> all right, it's all it's all MCU this week uh, here on the podcast uh, because we have watched Avengers Endgame. Uh, we just talked about Men in Black International, which stars uh, two of the stars of the MCU as well. Chadwick Boseman has a movie coming out, and it's yeah. called Twenty One Bridges, mm. and it's produced by Joe and Anthony Russo. And it kind of looks like a movie which I think he needs at this point because he's been labeled as the Black Panther. The Black Panther, and like you see him in public, like, that's it. You, he's yeah. Black Panther. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm, he. I'm think uh, James Brown. You think James <laughs> yeah. Brown? I'm uh, sure he gets tired of people saying Wakanda forever to him. I mean, if, if I made a few million dollars part of a franchise that's worth twenty billion, then I would probably get sick at some point. Is it worth twenty billion? The MCU, yes. Oh, yeah. wow! Including merchandising, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it it looks good. Uh, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one bridges. Yeah. I want to watch. I was it. gonna say Jump Street. Looks good. Uh, it, so I I think um I'm I like this kind of cop procedural yeah. kind of style. Film. It's very nineties. Yes, there was really a lot of is. these kind of movies from the nineties. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch is in it. Taylor uh, Kitsch is uh movie? he's the living embodiment of reincarnation because his career keeps getting resurrected. Isn't he from? He's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, Gambit. Yeah, I yeah. liked him as Gambit. Uh, uh, box uh, office didn't. Battlefield. 
Battle, he was in Battlefield. I yeah. love that movie. Which like box office didn't. Too. Also, TB is just extra generous. He was also in John Carter. I love that I love one John too. Carter. I hated that movie. I didn't see that Virginia. movie. Virginia. <laughs> Oh, oh shut I, up. I don't I don't know why people don't <laughs> like, like every that movie. time they say Virginia I'm just like shut up <laughs> okay I sh- I've never seen it alright so 21 Bridges basic right now is just a story of this guy played by Chadwick Boseman who as a young child lost his father because of uh, the father was a police officer and was killed in the line of duty now he is a detective and he wants to solve this crime where a couple of cops have been killed and the reason why it's called 21 Bridges is because they close all the bridges that's Coming around in and out of Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. So yeah, looks, it looks good. It looks good, and it it's produced good. by the Russos, so we so, have come to expect such great things from them. Yeah. Like this movie called Avengers Endgame, which is now on its worldwide release. Mind blown. Uh, mind blown. China is reportedly cracking down on price gouging, which has been happening there. So what happened was, you know, like how we watch the premiere day, and you know, tickets are all a standard price mm-hmm. here, and I'm I'm assuming for most places in the world. In China, the demand was so great that tickets were being price gouged by people who managed to get them in the couple of hours of pre-sale. Now, the prices went up to 300 yuan, which is about 60 Brunei dollars. Mm. My God. That's for, still That's like right. the Olympics opening and closing tickets situation. Yeah. That seems very specific. How, <laughs> how, how many Olympics have you attended? <laughs> That's Definitely fair... not the one in uh, London. <laughs> no. The one that I didn't get my tickets because <laughs> it was too expensive. Yeah, that seems oddly specific. <laughs> Personal experience. Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you guys though. Like, because there is a demand for these tickets, of course the price is going to go up. Yeah. Yeah. But to the point of about 60 Brunei dollars, which is about 45 US dollars, would you still pay? Okay, so here, here's the thing, right? Like, 60 Brunei dollars to watch a movie that is now being destroyed by spoilers all over the internet yeah. is a small price to pay. Yeah. So, like, to get in early. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I, I would. And he, Okay, so I do understand where this is coming from because I don't want to presuppose anything, but I'm guessing median income in China isn't... I don't know. It, I guess it doesn't make financial sense to pay 60 Brunei dollars for a movie ticket. But if they're cracking down on anything, they should be cracking down on all the spoilers that's coming out of Chinese cinemas. That's true. Because, yeah. you know, like... It's there's there's been, been a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. There's so, a lot. I don't know. I, I would pay 60. I mean, <laughs> if, if people 60. bought K-pop hmm. tickets and then reselling them at 600, 700, this that's is... like 10 Olympics. So... <laughs> like, okay, if you, if you told me right now, episode 9, first day, watch it for $100 or risk spoilers, I'll pay 500. Really? Yeah, wow. I really wow. would because it's about the experience, right? <laughs> you see him alone. <laughs> yeah. No one else wants but if, I, if I'm paying 500, I better be alone. <laughs> like, I, yeah, the if spoilers can really make or break your experience. Yeah. yeah, and among our circle of friends, there have been quite a few people who have had their experiences for Endgame ruined yep. already. Yes, yeah. they really have. Especially here in Brunei because, you know, trolls exist. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Brunei not- FM, if you're listening, <laughs> that was terrible what you did no, not just so yeah, not just online but in real life as well yeah I was at the uh, Infinity Con just now and oh, uh, sounds like a fun event <laughs> it was outside the con it's a club right it's a sports club and outside the, the con there's a pool so there was this a, a group of kids they are like 10 years old passing by me and then one kid was going 
Somebody died. Some the name died. The name died to the other kid. And the other kid stop spoiling the movie. Oh wow! Oh. This is my, why my dad used to hit me. <laughs> and so I wouldn't spoil these things for and, people. And, and, and these are ten-year-old kids. Yeah. Oh, oh man. wow! It's terrible. Um, oh, yeah, someone terrible. should educate them. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not somebody that. Somebody should spank them. So it, it's uh, the the <laughs> problem is. <laughs> There's been so much fear around it. It's it's no longer just spoiling something. It's a power thing. Yeah. yeah. Like you have this power over other people that you could ruin their entire experience, and some people, frankly, are just jerks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> From kids. Come here, you little sheep. <laughs> sheep. He said. Why I don't? The first year you were born, <laughs> you weren't that cute. <laughs> Like this legacy now wasn't was started before you were born. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so true. If they're ten, oh. yeah, if they're yeah. ten. Oh. Okay, let's jump universes over to Star Wars. Now there has been a rumor, and uh, it teases a major romance which will be shown in the Rise of Skywalker. We've seen a bit of it in the Last Jedi, and it's between. Finn and Rose Tico. Is okay. this a surprise to anyone? No. Sorry, uh, you said last year I blanked out. What did you say? <laughs> there is, there is a. Was Ray and Kylo. Sorry. Yeah. I was what? hoping it's Ray no. and Kylo. What? What? What's going Ray on? What? Kylo. Seriously. Oh what is no, going no, on? no. Okay, Ray there is, there is a rumor that a major romance will be featured in the Rise of Skywalker, which is the movie that's coming out in December, and it's between Finn and Rose. I, I supported it. it. Yeah, because expected it. Yeah, we we saw good it. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Finn, we saw it at the end of you, you know. found love. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I'm looking at TV right now. Like, Maybe because TV feels like I'm Finn like relatable. Like, like relatable. He, huh? Yeah, relatable. He's bald. You're bald. Yeah. Some something you can aspire to. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. He's not. He's, like, he's not bald. It's just black hair. Oh. <laughs> we all have black hair. I absolutely think that is the most useless subplot in the history of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Okay, I'm done. Okay. All right, he's done. Let's move it along before we lose this panel. <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is something we talked about last week, and uh, we'll be visiting next year. Hey, hopefully. All right, we'll, we're gonna yeah. start a bring go. Bring me, bring yeah. me. Yeah, we're, we're, you're, you're invited. You're invited. You have to pay for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. We're gonna be starting a GoFundMe really soon for this. Uh reservations will soon be available, and tickets will be up for pre-sale for the one in Disneyland. <gasps> Yeah, and there's no indication of how much it will be, but I'm guessing very expensive. Small price to pay to pretend you live in the world of Star Wars. Right. Uh, so no, that's opening at... <laughs> Less than one day. Even. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's Less easier? Being an extra in one of the films. That's so cool. <laughs> Are you sure that's easier? No, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't play with my feelings. Don't be serious. Timmy wants it. Timmy wants it. He wants to be a stormtrooper. I'm going home. <laughs> this, this has been too much for me. Okay. Here's a movie that's coming out from Warner Brothers and DC. It's Wonder Woman 1984. We're kind of still excited for this movie yeah. because right, it's, it's, it is the follow-up okay. movie to Wonder Woman, the debut of this much-beloved character. There is a set photo that was sort of on someone's Instagram. Sometimes they take kids to visit the sets, you know, like kids who are experiencing some hardship or have some uh, medical problems. And it's kind of like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kind of thing. So these bunch of kids went to visit the set they were shooting at. And the set piece that they posed with Gal Gadot to take this photo is very, very similar to a location in the US. Like a very iconic location. And apparently it's the White House. Oh, I'm not saying the internet is ablaze, but people are saying that, wait a minute, there's going to be a scene where Wonder Woman is in the White House. 
But that makes sense though. Yeah. She was the emissary for Themyscira to the world of man. She was an ambassador. Ah. And she would have been appointed in some way or somehow by the White House to be a representative from Themyscira. So that kind of makes sense. This is why we need Kai. Yeah, this is why we need Kai. Yeah. So that, 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 that makes sense. That My clicks. This is our <laughs> comic also, fact checker. Also, if the rumors are to be believed, so Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman from the 77 TV show, played the president of the United States in Supergirl, the TV show. Oh, yeah. I believe. there. There's tons of rumors, don't quote me, that said that she may be playing a powerful figure or slash character in Wonder Woman 1984. What? So it would be an interesting nod to Supergirl if she played the president as well. But okay. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she's in the White House. But in the 80s, as a female president in US? Um, it, it's. <laughs> I mean, this is a world where like... You know, Batman and Superman meet Wonder Woman in one movie, which is BVS, and Superman and Wonder Woman don't even talk, so I'll buy it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Back to your statement about her being an emissary yeah. for Themyscira. Does this, in, does this entail that she has to wear the costume? Because in this photo, she's in full Wonder Woman costume. So there's a very famous arc in the 70s by Denny O'Neill. A lot of iconic feminists like Gloria Steinem really berated him for that because he was like, okay, I'm going to remove the iconic Wonder Woman costume and give her a pantsuit and a tracksuit. And basically, she had an office, she was doing day jobs, and a lot of people were like, you're depowering Wonder Woman. So I wouldn't be surprised if in this kind of scene that they're shooting, she comes in a full Wonder Woman outfit and then they tell her like, you know, in order to do this role, you can't wear this suit. So there's like a tongue-in-cheek reference to the fact that she wears suits because when we meet her in uh, BVS and... Um, Justice League she's already acclimated to the human sense of fashion yeah. like she's yeah. wearing yeah but in Wonder Woman in her own film she wasn't really comfortable with wearing the so how do yeah. you clothes protect of, yourself yeah contemporary <laughs> clothing so I think it'll be a nice tongue in cheek reference to that okay still oh. looking forward to that Wonder Woman 1984 that's no coming out sorry no trailers nothing it's no, next no, year so it's next year. you got no rush Ben Affleck, who was in the uh, Warner Brothers DC Universe, uh, he has taken a backseat now because of, you know, after letting go of the role of Batman and confirming and then not confirming and then coming back to saying, maybe I am. And then now he's definitely not anymore. He's going to be directing now and he's uh, going to be directing a movie called Ghost Army World War Two. Nothing to do with the DC. I, d- I wonder what that movie's about. Oh, well, it's about ghost a ghost army. army. And World During War II. <laughs> During World War Two. <laughs> Whoa, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. I thought it was a steampunk it. movie. No, I thought it was a rom-com. <laughs> how'd, you guys, how'd you guys get that? You guys know anybody in Warner Brothers? This apparently tells the story of how the Allied forces, particularly the US, inflated the numbers of their enlisted troops to, to sort of make the Nazis worry that, oh my God, they have <laughs> so happened, many troops. Yeah. Uh, the Allied forces, especially the British, what they used to do was they, they used to put on the British Isles, that's in Dover, they used to put like inflatable tanks and yeah, so that when planes flew by they were like oh my god they have like a whole squadron of yeah, tanks when yeah. they all they had were just were yeah. just bouncy castle yeah. tanks yeah. <laughs> which is which I is kind of cool so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see this and you know he's proven himself to be a really good director he really is with you know movies like Argo an Oscar winning director an Oscar winning director and an Oscar winning writer for Good Will Hunting oh yeah yeah so you know wow. just more good things one hit wonder <laughs> one hit wonder I really don't think so I, I really don't think Ben Affleck is a one-hit wonder. I really think his biggest problem is... Matt if he, Damon? N- n- the lack of Matt Damon. <laughs> no. I, think, I think Ben Affleck's biggest problem is that if he chooses a material that is out of his... Uh, Wheel, zone, like out of his wheelhouse. Out of his wheelhouse, it just won't stick. 
What about that movie? Uh, what was it? Live by Live, Night. Live by Night. Yeah, so I th- I really think wasn't that, that his wheelhouse? I don't think so. Like it didn't it feel has... like a Ben Affleck. Like when I watch The Town, when I watch Gone, uh, Gone Baby Gone, and I watch Argo, I go, yeah, I see the one person signature in all these movies. But something I, went very wrong in Live by Night. I think it's because that was greenlit on the basis that he would be Batman mm. or something. So there was this huge. Coffee I think the problem with the movie is the title say live by night and majority of the scene is on the daytime. Yeah, no, that's definitely it. <laughs> like, fr- like Friday Night Lights, a lot of it was during the mornings. Yeah. People are like, no, it's about movie nights. Yeah. <laughs> Why is doing yeah. it in the morning? Yeah, sure. That's, that's what's wrong with that movie. Okay. <laughs> Here's a movie that could go very, very wrong. It's Rambo 5. No. Oh. Wow. No, it could. It could. <laughs> wow. We don't know yet. It's not about how hard <laughs> you get hit. We don't know yet. Oh, you uh, get up. It's how, it's how hard you get hit. I keep moving. That's we, right. we don't know whether That's it will be good or, or not. Uh, but Sylvester Stallone has shared some intense photos on his Instagram account. Uh, and I have to say, he's, he's, he's looking good. Oh, like, he looks great. Yeah. He's older than my dad. Okay. I have to remind myself every time I see my dad complain about a headache. Every time my dad says I have a headache, I'm like, you know, Sylvester Stallone made Expendables at your age. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, and okay. <laughs> we're going to end it with this bit of news because it's becoming a tradition now that every week we have new news about this movie that's coming out. It's so bad, but it looks so good and I still kind of want to watch it. It's Hobbs no, and Shaw. No. And there is a report that Keanu Reeves has joined the No cast. way! No. <laughs> now, that is the only way I pay for a ticket. It's, it's a report. Now, it's not confirmed. Oh, no. I don't think so. It's a report that he jo- he uh, he's joined the cast of uh, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. As John Wick? <laughs> what? <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Because Hobbs and no. Shaw is also hunting him. Mm. For right. the reward. right, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, I believe did, did you. Did or Shaw killed a dog? No, but you see, now that there's nanotech that can save Idris Elba, if you inject it into the dead dog, it comes alive. <laughs> Isn't that pet cemetery? Exactly, ladies and gentlemen, a three-way crossover. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch this. So, apparently, the report says that Ken Reeves will be playing the villain who is orchestrating the events of the upcoming spin-off movie and has currently unspecified links to the main antagonist which is Brixton played by Idris Elba so I mean he could be like the big boss or he could just be like a cameo at the end like how they introduce Jason Statham yeah sure why not Um, I'm still gonna watch this even without John Wick, I'll still watch it. <laughs> His name is Keanu. But anyway, so that's the news this week on the Wine Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us here on the show, do check out our contact links down below. And check this out, guys. We are going to be giving you a review of Avengers Endgame. Okay, just me. Sorry, this, it's making me so sad. This is the biggest movie of 2019 and potentially so the biggest far. so yeah. far. No, no, it really is, guys. Come on. Come on. What's going to be this? The Lion King? The biggest movie of the yeah. decade. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm really? talking about. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, so this movie opened early here in Brunei. We yeah. got it on the 24th of April, 2019. Best day of my life. Um, the international release was scheduled for the 26th, so we got it a couple of days early. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier on, uh, in the show, we especially have been very good and not spoiling it for everyone. We've obeyed Thanos' uh, will and we have not spoiled it for anyone. But let's let's Wait, hear from not, you. It's not Thanos' will this time. It's oh. the Russo brothers. Yeah. Who, Thanos, direct, not... uh, guys? 
they directed the movie, so they directed Thanos. So technically, it's Thanos, Thanos was in Infinity War. Thanos, Thanos the that, yeah. of Silence. The, but that this time, Thanos. it's the Russo brothers. Del, what did you think of this movie? Very quickly, before we, we're going to do a non-spoiler and then a full spoiler review later on in the show. Let's get your quick thoughts on Avengers Endgame. Very quickly, the- then I will say the plot. So people got faded, uh, dusted away. They were faded. So basically, the this rest... is no. Basically, this is like how the current members who didn't get dusted try to save the world and get you know people or back. move on. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> or move on. Some we don't people know. move on, but not us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I don't think we should do a breakdown of this movie. Like, no, no, no. no, no. If you don't know what happened, <laughs> okay. The reason why I think we should is because people may think this is basically Infinity War Part Two, but it's its own thing. Yeah. But it is a continuation of the events I guess of so. Infinity yeah. War. It's what we call a Mexican standoff. That's oh, right. Avengers. <laughs> the, this is straight after the events of Avengers Infinity War. The remaining members of the Avengers and the world at large are trying to grapple with what had ha- with the decimation that was brought about by Thanos snapping his fingers. And it's basically them trying to make sense of everything and trying to see if they can fix it. That That is basically it. All right, so let's go back to Dell. <laughs> I don't know. It sound, sounded like uh, Infinity War Part 2. To me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be great? Like what? normal people who live throughout... There after, should be Disney after, Plus after, series is about that. After being snapped, and then like, oh, my husband got disappeared, and then met another guy, and then and then eventually became happy game. and fell in love. Oh wait, yeah. this this is why we had the Netflix series of the Marvels and yeah. Agents of Shield. Yeah. Okay. Is that not a thing anymore? Well, it got snapped by like Tano, so half of the series are gone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, actually, they went oh, to space, a... I think. Some, yeah. They went to space and then... They I watched didn't... one episode and I hated it, so I was done. Oh, okay. Uh... okay, so... <laughs> we're so, back at Square Endgame, One. Right. Del, yeah, what did you uh... think of Avengers Endgame? So Chris Evans posted that he cried six times and then that became a thing. Like he that was like the benchmark. Six, no, six, six. Oh, we cried at the same time. You're, you're following the wrong Chris Evans. Oh, okay. <laughs> then that somehow became like a benchmark for people to keep keep count of uh, how many times and they cried. How... I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, I cried once. Uh... I cried for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right, Nikkei. It's, it's satisfying. That's it. That's all I can say. That's all you can say without spoiling it. Without because, spoiling it. Because anything we say about this movie, it has the potential to yeah. just ruin your experience. Yeah, yeah exactly. TV. Uh, for those who have followed this this le- legacy from the day one, this is a great ending for that chapter. For those who have not followed, don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. Because you'll yeah. be asking so like, many questions. So many questions. Yeah. What's this? What's that? Yeah. Isn't he dead? Wait, that's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I... Okay, Naz. I agree with TB. Like, if you've never watched the other Avengers, or if you even miss uh, some of the key movies. movies, then this will be very confusing for you, and you may just feel indifferent to certain scenes. Because this movie kind of calls back to most of the previous movies. Like, even little scenes, little, like, statements they say, things they do. It, like, references a lot of things. She has notes. Yeah. 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 And um, I like how the music uh, used in this movie are some of the what, soundtracks from the other movies. But they use it for different characters this time. Like Guardians for, of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ant-Man's music is used for another character scene. It's just music. 
Yeah, music. Yeah, and I like how there's a mixture of like happy scenes and then really sad scenes, and we have comic relief from like three of the characters. Rocket, and Rocket's still alive, guy. Yeah, he listens to music too. Yeah. <laughs> what? How? What can I say without spoiling? No, nothing. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, it's a really uh, good movie. I uh, cried six times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Chris Evans from the dawn of time. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was Shakespeare who once said that that was lit. That was lit. <laughs> that was lit. That's, that's no, no, no. Um, I walked into Endgame with uh, I had been burned by a vast majority of the last three years worth of Marvel movies, I, and that's me being honest. I've made it very, very clear that I actually only probably like about half the films that have come out, and the other half need to be snapped away because Chris Evans. No, no, it's really not. It's just a lot of the solo stories having been introduced to a world of crossovers, to a world where the team exists, and all these characters share the same kind of. You know, they they share so much screen time. Solo movies feel like a step down for me, and I because just because crossovers were more interesting. So I walked into Endgame telling myself that re- this really would be the movie that determines my investment in future Marvel movies. And having seen this film, I go, this is gonna be the movie that determines my investment in just superhero movies because it's unlike anything I've I've ever seen. Yeah. And having read tons of these books growing up, I I can say that this is the most superhero movie I've ever seen. I agree. Like it's just so. There are scenes that obviously we'll talk about later. They're they're in a movie that you go, I can't believe I witnessed it. Like the whole time I watched, it was like you're reading from the comics. Yes. You know, like just it had that feeling. Okay, and finally, <laughs> Afif. Well, I don't know how to top that off, but I feel bittersweet watching it. Bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to continue from this. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you're like at a loss at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I right after the movie, I didn't know like how to yeah, live. I feel, yeah, yeah. Am I gonna invest my time on this? Yeah, yeah. ten years of an. Like, I would say after watching that movie, I realized that a star was born. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to summarize everything that uh, that you guys have said for your quick reactions, I, I'm just gonna say this: I was very looking forward to Avengers Endgame. Having rewatched Avengers Infinity War just a couple of days before stepping into the theater to watch Endgame, you, you do feel what the directors wanted you to feel for each yeah. and every character. And as Tibby said, if you have been following the MCU from day one, which is Iron Man, and you've kept up with these movies, 21 movies, this 22nd movie is really going to pay off. Yes. Yeah. For you, and, and it's such a bittersweet thing because it's, it's satisfying, but at the same time, it is bittersweet. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say very much more, I was challenged by a couple of friends who had not seen the movie after we watched it to say, look, if this movie is so great, why are you not talking about it? I was like, I'm not talking about it to you because you have not watched it. Yeah. And I feel that you need to experience it. It's nothing that I can put into words. Yes, you have to sit there. If you are as big of a fan as I am, then you're going to feel what I felt. If you're not, if you're a casual fan, it was. it's still good. It's still a good movie. I'm not going to say that it's a bad movie in any measure or if it's lacking in any way, but we'll get more to that in spoilers. And with that, let's circle back to Dell. Let's start off with like your first spoiler, I guess, like, or things that you want to talk about this movie that we could not speak of in the uh, normal review. Now, so now moving forward, this will be a full spoiler review. We're going to be spoiler talking. Alert. Spoiler alert! We're going to be talking extensively about plot points and things that we've seen in Avengers Endgame, which may ruin the experience for you if you have not watched this movie. Dell, let's let's have your, like your pure, honest thoughts about this movie. 
the plot itself started off with uh, you know it's a continue it's directly almost directly continued from the previous movie and the rest of the team that is left behind they want revenge and they uh want to they save went him. to look for Thanos to kill him or to find a way to bring the others back but they couldn't and there lies the uh the event that spiraled all the characters down a path where they either have to move on or they keep holding on to hope. I think after having seen it twice and having a few days to digest, why they had a five-year gap. Initially, I thought that was too long. They didn't need to have a five-year gap. Maybe like a two years could be enough already. But then after thinking more about it, I thought, yeah, five years, you know, let it weigh down on these characters, especially when... Uh, Black Widow sacrificed herself at later part of the movie. She said, I have been working towards mm. this moment for the past few years. It's to come to this and then it's right for me to sacrifice myself. Uh, I thought that was really poetic. It needed to be five years in order for it to translate to the audience as well. Yeah, that, that was one of the uh, impactful scenes was to see Hawkeye and Black Widow battle it out to see who would sacrifice themselves. I thought that was really touching. But uh, at the same time, if you are the Red Skull standing beside them <laughs> on the cliff watching these two what going at it. Doing? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Most like, entertaining thing I have witnessed <laughs> in centuries. He'd be like, why there don't you both American die? Once. <laughs> All right, Nikki. The one that really impacted me watching it even the first time is when Ant-Man came out from the quantum realm and he was like trying to figure out what's going on and to see his daughter Casey already a teenager from that you realize that it's been so long and you kind of feel like how the world is changed like after the one like how miserable how how lacking the world is yeah like it's like so it's such a depressing world to be in and like that, that we really see like this is what the people who 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 did not get snapped are going through mm. alone, or probably like they like some of like all their family got snapped and they're left there alone. Like, and you see Casey alone in the house, and when the first time she saw her father got like, like that was, whew, mm. I cried. Heartbreaking. <laughs> okay, TB. When Thor went in time and saw his mother, that was I don't know a bit painful in a good way because it was very sad because yeah. he missed his mom oh no i want to cry <laughs> <laughs> i cried there too yeah i cried there too are we just talking about the parts that made us cry but what no, no, we're, we're, we're just talking impactful. about like you know like, like right right yeah, so his mom died and he he knew how she was gonna die and the mom was just going to accept whatever was going to happen without knowing she we, knew she knew she knew uh but she, I don't know what she knew, but she knew something was bad was going to happen and she didn't want him to tell him what was going to happen. And I like how it made Thor a different person after seeing the mom in the movie. Like, first he was this fat bot well, yeah. Thor and then scared of doing anything. He was still fat. He was lost. Yeah, he was but, lost yeah. And... but he was fat. Dad bought good thunder after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, so that, I don't know. I that After that scene, it was, it was, it, it was all... Downhill. Downhill. <laughs> downhill. When it comes to... All right. Oh. Tears. Oh. Tears, oh. tears. Tears wise, oh. downhill. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, I think uh, one of the peaks of the movie was when Captain America wielded Mjolnir. Ooh. I think that time, I think I cried happy tears uh, when I saw that. Because like, we knew he was worthy. And then to see it on screen and him like 
summon it. It was I mean, how, how did so you know epic. he was with? Oh, uh, it it's comic. straight from the comics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, okay, I yeah. thought not without the comics. Yeah. Was there, uh, uh, it's yeah. it's in, a in, process of elimination. In Ultron, he almost leaves. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and then um, so by then I was like crying happy tears. But then there was this one scene when it seemed like Thanos called all his army to destroy everyone. It was just Cap. And then it was just Cap, you know, like standing up. And then all of a sudden, Doctor Strange's circle started appearing. And that was when, like, my body was trembling because, like, I was like, oh, because I knew what was going to happen when all this, all the heroes, all the Avengers who got snapped off appeared. And when uh, Falcon was, like, uh, on your left, then I, I I think I just broke down. Like, I was just... Like, like, I was just melting pudding, you know, like melting ice cream. Yeah, that was the best scene. Like when all, (laughs) yeah, when Black Panther said his his Black Panther thing. That was so cool. The Wakandan War. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So we're talking about the most impactful thing. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you want to say most about this movie? Okay. So again, drawing history from comic books and not just. Um, not just Marvel comic books. In general, comic books are a long form of storytelling. For about 13 years, um, there was a... So my, one of my favorite comic book characters is Green Lantern. I know we got a terrible Ryan Reynolds movie, but uh, <laughs> that's nothing compared to what the comic books is. It's okay, right? Ryan Reynolds knows. Yeah, so for 13 <laughs> years, there was this writer, Jeff Johns. He wrote an issue every month. In some months, he wrote two. In 13 years, he wrote something like 200 issues of Green Lantern. And it was one of the most succinct storytelling narratives I've ever seen. It was a beginning, middle, and an end. And I always thought that this kind of long-form storytelling can't be done on screen because you only have two hours for per film. And the best thing to have happened in the MCU, in my opinion, is Steve Rogers because he's got this underdog story and then he's selfless. He's, he checks the boxes for the prime example for a hero, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of our hero should be flawed. Human beings are flawed. I, I don't look up to my neighbor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to look up to the guy that I can never be. And the most impactful thing for me with Avengers Endgame is sitting in the cinema looking at Steve Rogers as an old man. Because not only was this person an embodiment of physical and moral perfection. He's now an old man who's lived his life with what he really wanted, which is, you know, getting married to the love of his life. And, oh, I'm saying it, I'm tearing up. But (laughs) to see a character in film get this kind of closure, this was the first time in any franchise, let alone in any film, a character was given a proper ending. Very few, very, very few famous characters. Michael Corleone never got a good ending. Luke Skywalker got a rubbish ending. Yeah. There's yeah. still one more movie, but I don't think they can save much. <laughs> but to have sat there and realized, wait a second, everything from Captain America, the first Avenger, to every movie he's appeared in is part of his long-form story. Yeah. Feels like a seven-chapter comic book. And I thought that was just beautiful. So that was the most impactful thing for me. Finally, Afif. Right. Um, for me, the, the most impactful is... I got two things to say. Uh, one, what I like about Infinity... Eh, Infinity War was the one before, right? Yeah. yeah. So in this movie, they let the character breathe, not jumping into the battle or a, a solution right away. So it gives us a theme of like despair for the first, I think, one hour. So I like how each characters have their own way to like deal with it. And for me, that's very nice for us to see because usually during superhero movies, we always see, we always love the action parts, but never 
get to see them experience pain in such a different state and okay coming back to what's impactful to me was when Doctor Strange put out his finger and told Iron Man that this is the only one chance that we win yeah, yeah. the only way we win and he doesn't know what it is but he does just do it anyways and we all know what happened to him yeah yeah okay yeah. great moments here for me I'll just do like a quick a quick summary of, of all you guys Uh, you guys mentioned, you know, about despair and seeing the world as as a, as a miserable uh, miserable place. Yeah, I I totally agree with you because when we first started the story, what we never saw in Infinity War was how this impacts the normal person, like the normal person with a family, and that's the very first scene that we get in this yeah. movie, which Hawkeye. is which is Hawkeye losing his family and he doesn't understand why, he doesn't know why. And as we see through the movie, that drives him on this whole different tangent. And he becomes Ronan and he's killing people left, right and center because he feels that what that's what he needs to do in this world that doesn't make any uh, any sense anymore. You brought up Cassie. And yeah, it, it's again that that whole five-year thing which, which Del was talking about. So you really see the impact of what Thanos did to the world like five years. If I could add yeah. to that five-year thing, when the snap happened in Infinity War, the very first thought in my head after the movie ended was if a kid was born after the snap then they would grow up in a world without ever realizing that half the world disappeared and i think that's why there was that five year gap because five years means a lot to so many different ages yeah. like if if you're nine you'd be 14 like a teenager like cassie if you were just born then you'd be able to talk and express yourself and realize that you missed out some great event in human history. So I think that's why I, like, I thought the five-year gap was nice. Although the cast looked like they, they all have great skincare routines, apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's about it. I mean, th- this movie, if anything, Afif sort of brought the whole thing back. And this is not your typical comic book movie where a superhero comes in and saves the day. This is more of like a... I, I would like to say it's it's a lot more than just a comic book yeah. movie now. This is there's, there's elements of drama, there's comedy in here. You feel the stakes, you love the characters, you want them to succeed, yeah. and it comes full circle. Like as Kai mentioned, this is one of those movies that satisfies even the most critical of critics, mm-hmm. and it brings everything full circle for everyone in this movie. And that in itself is the most satisfying thing for yeah. me. Like that, that's the most impactful thing for me. Everyone gets an ending. Everyone gets an ending. All right, we've talked a lot about this movie, but at the same time, we haven't said anything about. Uh, Avengers Endgame so I think to just cap this whole discussion off what I will say now is that whatever we tell you on this podcast about what we think this movie means to us and whether or not you should go and see it that answer is definite you should go out and see this movie yeah. because it is an event and it brings a close to a chapter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and possibly this saga whether or not you agree with what we say it's up to you like you have to see this movie for yourself Because as you've heard from the six or seven of us here tonight, there is so many things that are happening in this movie and everyone feels differently about all these things. For example, Kai, like he mentioned the arc of Captain America. I saw an arc as well for Iron Man. I'm not saying whether one one is better than the other. It's just that, you know, I identified a little bit more with, with mm, Iron Man's yes. arc and maybe TB yeah. might, yeah, yeah maybe TB. I'm, I'm, I'm always, always an Iron Man Yeah, yeah so, so, so so you do this. You, It's a good you do... thing we never watch Civil War together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, any final words and, and I'm not going to go through the panel. I'm just going to, you know, sort of, if you want to say something, say something about Avengers Endgame and then we'll do our uh, ratings. 
And if, then if, yeah. if you've never watched any Marvel mm. movies, don't watch this. Yeah, watch all the other yeah. 21 movies. Yeah, please watch movies. the first yeah. few. Probably movies. not all 20. Not okay, all 21, maybe not. But like you can skip Captain Marvel. Iron Man. But no. <laughs> Captain America. You you would need to watch the entire Okay. I'm going to throw one. out the must watch list, okay? Watch the entire phase 1, okay? Yeah. Then you watch uh Thor 2, Doctor Strange, Win- Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange. Then you can take a breather, go straight into Black Panther, Ant-Man Infinity 2. War. We're not there yet. Oh, okay. Uh Infinity War, Ant-Man 2, mid-credit scene for Captain Marvel and then Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> Just the mid-credit. Yeah. No, because yeah. it really is chronologically yeah, yeah, the only important one. Yeah. yeah. Like if you want to watch the whole Captain Marvel, go ahead because there's no way to rent it right now. But the mid-credit scene is online from the Marvel YouTube channel, so. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else? I like to make a shout out to Karen Gillan because her performance as true. Nebula yeah. is spot Oscar nomination yeah. worthy. Yeah. yeah, she the acting in this movie is off a different level. And yeah. that's what Afif said, right? Like it doesn't feel like we're waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah. In fact, a lot of this movie feels like we're waiting for something to go right. Yeah. And performances from like Karen Gillan, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh, Scarlett. Um Thor. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not Chris no. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth wow. walked on set thinking, Much? no, it's I'm sorry, I fundamentally disagree with what happened to Thor in this film. <laughs> Back to Nikkei's original point. Uh Kieran Gillen, Scarlett yeah. Johansson, Rene Russo who played Thor's mom, uh Fre- Frigga? Freya. Freya. Freya, sorry. Uh Freya. and it's so funny Rocket Raccoon is so funny in this film. Yeah. yeah very. And it's so hard to believe he's voiced by a Oscar nominated yeah. actor who made one of the best movies last. It's it's just it just blows my mind that this is Bradley Cooper. So, yeah, I, that's that's my only thoughts. But yeah, I I wouldn't recommend watching all 20 plus films. No. If no. you have the time, sure. If you have the time. If you have the time, sure. But okay. the acting is of another level like you said because Every single actor has their moment to shine. Mm. Yeah. Uh Scott Lang when he uh was frantically looking, looking for the for, name of yeah, the yeah, absolutely. When Elizabeth Olsen faced Thanos. Yeah. She was that, pissed. That, that was she good. Was yeah. And then uh, uh Hawkeye when he oh, was uh, when he was in Japan. Thor. And also in, in Japan when he met Nat again and he said yeah. please don't do that to me don't give me oh, hope. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was really good. That was heartbreaking. And then the scene on Vormir between the two of them just destroyed me. When yeah. they were deciding who would who was sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice themselves. themselves, Cap had a really good scene in Peggy's office in the seventies. Oh, yeah. that that uh, like a ten second pause was it when he just looked at looked her? At her. Yeah. There's oh. nothing else going on. It's just on his face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got the chills. Yeah, and That's then why I didn't stop crying. And then <laughs> I actually cried every time Cap disappeared. <laughs> and then um, Robert Downey just gave the performance of his life. Yeah. In so this good. one, the when when he. Died. When he when met he, his dad the first yeah. time, when, his dad. when his dad, so it was from there that his performance went on different calibers. Like when he met Howard Stark the first time, and all the way till the end when he, Hugs. when he said, "I oh, am Iron, Iron Man,", Man yeah. that part. <sighs> and so the saddest part is, they have no chance of getting nominated an Oscar for this. I mean, Black Panther got nominated. No, not for the wise. best act. Oh, acting. No, yeah, probably not. It's a shame. But the Academy has nominated some pretty rubbish films in the past, so they're they're not exactly <laughs> cool in my opinion. Yeah, Gaga. Josh Brolin's uh, performance was great. Thanos, Thanos. yeah, yes. yeah. So good. Uh, and the cinematography in this film is heaps before anything the Russos have done. 
Okay, so the acting is great. The story is great. This movie overall is great. You should go out and check this movie out if you are even a minuscule fan of anything comic books. Uh, let's very quickly go through our panel tonight. Del, what do you give this movie? I, Avengers I Endgame. Rate, I can't rate this movie. There's no way to rate it. Like The critical part would be to break this movie down in the technical issues of filming a movie. But this is like... Masterpiece. The... If you're a comic book fan and if you're a fan of the MCU, there's no way to not say this is a 10 out of 10 yeah. because it, it wraps things up so beautifully like Kai has already said. Tentatively, it's a 10 out of 10. Well, but... If you want to put it that way, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you, can, you have to give this full marks you know, just for what it is. Right? Uh, Nikkei? Um, I know how to, to rate it is is the citizen cane of comic books okay yeah yeah that that's uh that's a very tall yeah. order yeah uh tb the only reason why i'm giving it 9.5 oh. out of oh, 10 yeah. oh wow. i'm sorry tips sorry <laughs> tips it's because tip don't i want more of it oh okay okay, <laughs> okay. i want more of it and because I star lot wasn't there to ruin it for you yeah. to have I can't, more i can't because yeah. Because like, three characters just is not gonna appear in the, the next yeah. whatever they're gonna give us. Which three? Nat, Cap, and oh Iron God. Man. Iron Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cap is retired, like super retired. See? All right. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I'm. So that's yeah. a, that's a ba- valid point, Naz. I give it a ten out of ten because it closed the Infinity Saga and like the first three phases very beautifully. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Kai, one out of ten. One out of ten. <laughs> it was <Why>? too painful. <laughs> See, Kai saying one. I'm gonna put a zero behind his one. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's one of it's one of the very few ten out of tens I'll ever give. Yeah, ten out of ten. Actually, no, I'm pretty generous. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, Afif, uh, solid nine. I'm what? Serious. Get out! You get out! No, I'm serious. No, I'm tell, tell you get out! Okay, to me, I like the motivation of Thanos in the Infinity War. Okay. Here he's suddenly like, okay, this is personal now. It's a bit. Yeah, because he's, know, he's young. I, I think. I mean, so I was thinking about that. It's more beautiful. He, he's there. less objective. Yes. In this one, but I, I think I know what it is. Is because he. Oh, he saw the endgame. No, be, because in Infinity War, it was a no matter what happens, I gotta get these stones, right? So that's why he threw Gamora off the cliff, and he was ready to do whatever yeah. it takes. And I think in this one, the reason why it's personal is because he goes like, it, it's it's a bit petty, but he goes, they won't even let me do this. Yeah, that, yeah that's, because he that's knew, what I felt. No. Yeah. He knew that he already did it. Yeah, and, and it's they, like, you can't even do anything right. Like, yeah. I think that's why it felt yeah. personal. No, no, Actually, no, 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 no you're no, wrong. No, that's not the reason. Nah, Bec- the, the, the reason is, and, and, and this is very fresh because I walked out of the cinema two right. hours ago. Thanos says this during a monologue towards the end of the movie before the big fight. He says... I expected uh, the universe to be grateful after snapping and, you know, you guys should be living life to its fullest because resources are abundant. Now, you guys are not grateful. I'm going to decimate the whole universe and And start start from fresh. fresh. So that's his new motivation now. That's why uh, Afif said he got personal, right? But then it's, I think it's because he saw the future Whereby he he snapped uh, the thing his fingers and then uh, dusted half of the population, but then he also died. He uh, got yeah, killed. He got killed. And then, as like you said, the the world's not grateful, so he took it personally. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's there is a reason why he took it personally. Because he saw himself die. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's and one and the world is not good. Here's yeah. also an interesting thing to think about of Josh Brolin's performance. 
is that these two Thanoses are so different. Different. Yeah. Different. Yes. yes. They're so, so different. This you one acts younger and more temperamental. Yes. Yeah. And the other one is just like... I prefer like, the older one. Yeah. yeah. The older one's like, ah, you know, my potato. Here's my potato. <laughs> here's my stew. My space potato. Yeah. That's not potato. Yeah. It's a solid it's bed for me. That's... Okay. I'm giving this movie uh, the very first 12 out of 10. Yes. Wow. yes. Thank you. Oh, 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 are we allowed to do that? <laughs> oh, sorry. 94 out of 10. <laughs> I'm giving it a 12 out of 10 because I watched the movie this uh, week with the with a friend of mine who unfortunately does not have very many chances to watch movies. He's a bit cynical. Uh, TB knows what I'm talking yeah. about. He's very cynical, actually. And he will call out things if he doesn't like it. So I made him a promise and I said, look, this movie is good. And he says, how are you sure this movie is good? I told him, if we walk out of this movie and you don't turn to me and say, that was a good movie, I'll buy you dinner. And I didn't have to buy him dinner. Oh. And last night, he actually talked about the movie again, which is something he never does. He he watches a movie, and then he's like, okay, we'll talk about it tonight. And then tomorrow, he's like, yeah, that was a good film. Fine, he's done. But he was talking to you guys yeah, about it last yeah. night. Uh, that was two nights after he had watched it. And one of the things he said surprised me. He said, it's three hours long. It didn't feel like it. It could have been longer. Mm. So this is a guy who doesn't like sitting in the cinema. And he said, I want to see... More. I will I echo the more. sentiment. It didn't feel th- like three no, hours. It, it, it did, did not. not. Yeah. If anybody's it. seen Batman versus Superman, they'll ben, know what I'm talking I kept about. Looking at my watch. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Zach, for so, the unnecessary. So shade. that's. I mean, um, we can't give you a justified review. We can't give you a uh, you know a, a finished product, which is something that we can call a review because this movie is. It is, takes a lot to it, take in. It takes a lot. It takes even more to sit down and explain it. I mean. We watched this movie on Wednesday. It's it's now Saturday. It's been three days. We're still yeah. talking. We're still, We're still, about it. About We're still, still crying about it. <laughs> We're still talking about it. We're still crying about it. Oh, let, let's do like a last thing because we, we only heard from Naz and I think Del. Let, let's very quickly go through the panel before we say goodbye. I don't think we're going to do an opera this week. Del, how many times did you cry <laughs> in this movie? I started off with the... Uh, oh, zero. Right. Like, one. Like, one. One time, okay. which lasted about three, three hours. Three hours. Okay. <laughs> the movie was three hours and two minutes. Okay. Nikkei? I don't know. I didn't count, but I cry a lot. That's it. A lot. Cry a lot. TV? Four to five times. Four to five times. Nazi? Can I list them down? All right. Okay. Very quickly. The first time I cried was when Scott Lang visited Cassie. And then the second one was when Natalie died. Yeah. Uh, Natasha. Natasha, not Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> when, Natalia. when Natasha died. Natalia, Natalia uh, the, the third one is when everyone came back through Doctor Strange's portal. The fifth, oh, and uh, when Captain America wielded Mjolnir. Then Tony's death. And the last one was when old Steve Rogers was by the lake. Okay, so that's a total yeah. of six times. Six. Kai? Uh, probably the heart, most heartless one here. I only cried three times. Oh. But they were but big cries. Really yeah. yeah. You wow. Really okay. Really okay. Let's attack the brown guy. Uh, so here's the thing. I um I, I did stretches of crying. So uh, when Black Widow died, I was like, so I was I was crying. I I have met a lot of people over the last uh, how long has it been three four days three days yeah. yeah. Even at the convention, close friends of mine who said that. When when the rest of the team came in from the portals, a lot of them started crying. I don't know why, because that was the only part of the film where I felt relieved. Like, like the, yeah, it, that's happy tears. Yeah, but I I, I, I didn't cry that. No, like the the reason that you cry there, but you which you didn't was because 
it's like a comic book page came to life. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what? I I don't. I see. I genuinely don't understand the crying bit. Because it's like when uh, the first time the Avengers got together and that camera pan around the. Team. I didn't cry. I just smiled. Ah, okay. So that's your. That's where your problem lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Like, even a really good friend of mine I bumped into today, he goes, oh, I couldn't stop crying when they came through. I'm like... Oh, Did-? what? The Dr. Trench? Yeah. 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 <gasps> you know what, Kai? I didn't cry on that. I was excited, but I didn't I cry. So I think yeah, I was really no, happy. I, think, yeah, I, I was happy. happy. I, I didn't I cry. I had happy tears. I was like shaking. I was smiling. I've never cried. It's because <laughs> I've never done happy tears. Like, oh, I don't get okay. it. Like, yeah. um, So, I, I didn't cry. But, okay, so when Natasha died, I definitely cried. And then uh, the next time I cried was when Tony Stark died. died. Yeah. yeah, and I absolutely hate Tony Stark. But okay. the moment uh, <laughs> Cap disappeared and then he appeared on the bench, it was like all the way, bro. Like I just, I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, feelings heard. on, 100%. Yeah, I saw that. Couldn't stop, couldn't was, stop, couldn't stop. Don't lie, it was not 100%. It was like 150%. Yeah, yeah, couldn't stop. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, five times. Five um, times. First is when Thor met his mother. Oh. Uh, when Iron Man met his father, I don't oh. know why. It's a personal thing. I guess. It's a dead thing. Yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then when he, uh, Tony met Spider Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, and maybe he hugged him. Yes. And then when Tony the died. other one. Oh, Tony dies the fifth one. Yes. Yeah. One more. Natasha, no? Oh no. When I don't know why, but this made me cry. Uh, when Peter Parker met his friend that. Oh, back when he was back okay, at school. Okay, okay. Yeah, it made me cry. I don't know why. Okay. okay. Wow, you must miss school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think I think I cried the most, like six, seven times. They weren't like cry tears. It was just like tearing like, up. Oh, and like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. that, that hit me. <laughs> oh, are we counting tearing if up? We're counting tearing up. Then... Yeah, yeah, because that that changes everything. <laughs> then then, then I, we're like Dell. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't possibly be like sobbing for three hours, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You could have had me fooled. Oh, yeah. Humanly impossible. Yeah. Oh, oh, are we counting tearing up? Yeah, then, then, then... Uh, that's a lot, then. That's a well, lot. Okay, are, we, are we revising this? What's happening? Okay, okay. What I'm saying is, I teared up a lot. Okay. Yeah, we, we teared up. But I properly cried, I think, about maybe six, seven times. Yeah. Like, tears came out yeah. six, seven times, but my eyes were welling with tears mm. multiple well, times in this movie. Times, yes. Right, okay. Okay, yeah. so, to, yeah, you satisfied with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, tearing yes, up. I, I teared up quite a bit. Yeah, All a lot. Right. So that's, uh, I guess you can call it a review. It's not really a review. It's it's more our it's more thoughts. It's like a what to expect. It's, what like, to expect. it's like post-endgame yeah. therapy. Yeah. Like we need therapy. Yeah, we need therapy. <laughs> this is the biggest movie uh, in the world right now and uh, possibly for the, for the whole... Future. For the foreseeable future. Until Avatar yeah. 2 comes out. For the, <laughs> no, <laughs> for the foreseeable yeah. future. Please. Do... Maybe <laughs> if it has such an impact two. on... I okay. will make a bet on air. Uh, do head out to your local cinemas to check this movie out. Um, it does deserve to be seen on a big screen and with the proper sound system. And if you can get into this movie with a group of friends, that makes the experience all that much better. And yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say to make you go and watch this because chances are if you're listening to this podcast and this review you are going to watch it or you have already watched it. Uh, do let us know what you think about Avengers Endgame. We're not going to have an update this week because we're a little bit pressed for time, this recording session, but we will be back next week with another review and we'll see uh, whether or not we want to talk a bit more about Endgame and if we still need like a, our little support group here for <laughs> therapy. I'd like to thank all my panelists this week. Del, Nikkei, Tibi, Nazu, 
Kai and Afif. And uh, yeah, for Kevin, this is the Wine Crew. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.